Hello, everybody. You're about to hear an episode of the Pittsburgh Piledriver podcast. Stay tuned. Strap in. It's going to be a controversial episode. We've got a controversial pay-per-view to talk about. Ooh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. We're going to start off hot and heavy. So strap in, get ready, an episode is coming at you. You're listening to The Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining us for an episode of the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. This is going to be an episode that has the potential to blow up into a debate, an argument, controversy, and then again, this also has the potential to have none of those things and be a very boring podcast. So we're going to see where the night takes us. Uh, we got the three amigos starting out this show. The tiger bomb may pop in. We don't know. He's erratic. He's a tiger. What are you going to do? Try to tame him? Shut up. What are you, uh, freaking Tiger King? Huh? I don't think so. Carol Never Baskin, like golden get jewels out. to that boy. Ain't, ain't nobody here a Tiger King or a Carol Baskin, except, you know, you know maybe me, because I'm eventually going to kill Beef, <laughs> and nobody's going to find his body. So I mean, the, although I will say that Tom may never financially recover from this, so. <laughs> that is true, just like the Tiger King. Uh, so, yeah, we got the three amigos, Poot the Bard, Beef the Legend, Alec Ransom, and we're going to kick this show off. With what I'm assuming is going to be the controversy of the show, maybe it is, maybe it's not. This segment might last three seconds, or it might be a 20-minute uh, minute long uh, tirade slash debate slash argument. But we're going to find out right now. I am still the former, the former, chooser, the former, the former, the former of this the former, podcast. the former. I don't care the, what you mushmouth motherfuckers champ. say. Mushmouth, no, no, no. mush motherfuckers. That's right. I don't care what jiggle jelly jam comes spewing out of them jowls. It ain't happening. You give it's the governor happening. his harumph. Yeah, I uh, no. Uh-uh. You're gonna have to come to Mordor and fight me for the title. Guarantee you, I'm walking out with it. You mean the you mean Fight the title me. that's hanging on my wall right now? I'm no. looking at. Oh, you mean that uh, that styrofoam uh, spinner plastic piece of taped paper belt? The no. OG belt. No, that's a prop. That's a prop. Don't worry about it. The true championship lies in the heart of the true champion, which is me. All because right. Hey, man, because you can go out and get all those FPW titles you want, but it doesn't mean they're officially recognized by the Pittsburgh Father Podcast. Here's the problem. You're going to market this pay-per-view as the horror show. You're going to market it around a match that is an eye-for-an-eye match, where the only way a person can win is if they take the eyeball from their opponent. They have to take their eye. It's an eye for an eye match. That didn't happen. Therefore, there was no winner. Nobody's eye was taken. Nobody held up an eyeball. His eye is still very much in his head. The optic nerve may still be salvageable. Guarantee you, Rey Mysterio is going to still be able to show up with two functioning eyes 
They're not even going to kayfabe storyline it. Therefore, I don't recognize the outcome of that match. And I don't care what you say. You can't tell me that somebody won by taking out somebody else's eye. I don't care what Samoa Joe said. It's out. It's out. His eye is out. It wasn't. It just wasn't. He didn't pull it out. He pushed it into the step. Not even the corner of the step, the side of the step. What a terrible, deflating, disappointing match. I'm still a champion. Uh, Okay. Now, listen. Everyone knows that I'm the first person to go to bat for my advocate as his advocate. I will. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you made some poor choices. You have to be a champion in victory and a champion in defeat. You cannot, you cannot blame WWE's poor booking and poor delivery decisions if this was the first time in years that we had an underwhelming, like, less than stellar outcome where they didn't quite deliver what they were saying they were gonna, then I would agree with you. And I'd be like, okay, this was a bullshit thing. And I might be willing to side with you. But they have a history. A history of not delivering on the shit that they fucking promised. So I'm sorry. There was precedent there. The decisions were made. So, uh, Mr. Martin, you can make your decision. But who who's the real Chooserweight champions here? Well, I shared in the chat Exhibit A. Uh, while may not be the most convincing piece of, uh, you know, um, evidence in the world, uh, it does show Rey Mysterio holding what looks to be, I don't know, an eye or a fishing bobber, one of the two, in his hand. Therefore, it, it would be, quote-unquote, out of his head, to quote Samoa Joe. See, I, I look at that picture. Plessy versus Ferguson and saying, fuck you, we're the champion. Well, I don't think that's a valid argument in this in this case. <laughs> so that's kind of like me citing Brown versus the Board of Education and saying that I'm still the champ. How dare uh, you? Irrelevant. It's an irrelevant, uh, irrelevant argument. Um, and as far as the holding of said whatever that is on his face, it's not out of his face. He's holding it onto his face. It, it, I mean, but it's out of no. the socket, though. No. Yeah. It just isn't. It is. It no, definitely is. No, it's definitely not. It's a do golf you, ball. Do you want to be known? Near do you face. want? Do you want to be known as the first chooserway champion to lose his belt and throw a beef style hissy fit about it? No, I don't want to be known as that because well, I'm not going to be known as that because I didn't lose. You did because lose. Because you have to win. You Who have won to the win match? that match Let's go. by Let's... pulling the eyeball from your opponent's face. We are extracting, extracting the eyeball, and as we can see in that picture, the eyeball has been extracted. Let's consult the internet. The eyes have it. <laughs> I don't understand listen, why you would go all, to the internet. There's a lot of fake news on the internet. Now, first listen. Of all, now, hold on, hold on. You, I have, no, I no, have no, a no, very, no, I have, if you I have a very important argument. Okay, good. If you follow logic, logic says that in order for this person to win a match, their eye has to be extracted from their head. Now, logic would say pushing 
someone's face into the side of the steel steps, not the corner, not an edge, but the side, a flat piece. Logic says you cannot extract an eyeball that way. I don't care how much you try beef. If I grab your face and I mush it against a wall, a flat surface, your eyeball is not coming out of your head. I could, smack you in the back you. Of the, I could smack you in the back of the head as much as I want to, and your eyeball is still not popping out of there. Exhibit B, exhibit B, what it looks like when someone's eyeball actually pops out of their head. I'm not and looking you will at that. See That's disgusting. The similarities. Okay, it's not that's bad. fine. I, no, no, I no. It's, it's, that. it's, not, it's, not, it's not like super graphic. But Vader has said that he did, his eye was popped out of a socket. That looks exactly like what Mysterio was going for, just not well. Okay. You know, so, looking at this picture, listen, though, I'm confused. My, my argument is it can't be done by pushing someone's face into a flat surface. That's not an extraction, that's an indentation. So when we go to. So, so and also, these... when you extract somebody's eye, their eye's done. When you extract I... it, it's not, it's not being replaced. I have gone to Wikipedia, which is okay. where we get a lot of our information. I would mm -hmm. like to read you the card, gentlemen. Kevin Owens defeated Murphy in a singles match. We can agree on that. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated the New Day, Big E and Kofi. Okay, again, we agree. Bailey defeated Nikki Cross to retain. Asuka with Kyrie Sane versus Sasha Banks ended in a no contest. That is what they are claiming. Drew McIntyre defeated Dolph Ziggler and Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman. The final one here, and this is what it says verbatim, Seth Rollins defeated, defeated Rey Mysterio in an eye for an eye match. Uh, can you go back up on that real quick and read for me the outcome of the Sasha Banks match? Asuka with Kyrie Sane versus Sasha Banks with Bailey ended in a no contest. Okay. So the Wikipedia says it ended in a no contest. Bailey's hand was raised at the end of that match and she walked away with that title. Sasha. Sasha. Yeah, whatever. And yeah, yeah. But Bailey so, is not man. an official referee. She can't make that count. It doesn't count. And Steph McMahon basically nullified the decision Seth of the next McMahon. Night on Steph McMahon. Steph. Okay. I'm just saying, uh, normally in these situations, we default to whom WWE considers to be the winner or the loser. Whether or not we agree with that consideration, whether it's a bullshit match with a bullshit finish, whether it's a fucking dusty finish or the dustiest finishes, at the end of the day, we go by who WWE had their hand raised, whose music played, who they treated as the victor. I, uh, I crush, agree. Whenever, I agree with whenever Dwight the Clown beat Crush right at WrestleMania 9. Okay. Did I watch Crush's that? hand was raised. Yes, you watched it. Crush's hand was raised. Even though Doink had illegal outside interference and a plastic plaster arm busting over Crush's head. It's oh. a bullshit loss 
but he still lost. At the end of the day, Crush still lost that match, and Doink still won. If we would have picked Crush, we would have all been wrong. Just like we all picked Oscar, we were all wrong. Oscar did not win that match. She did not lose so, it, but she did not win it. I absolutely agree with what you're saying there. That's not, not even uh, an argument that I'm going to consider making. My unwillingness to mail this belt back, a la Enzo Amore, <laughs> stands on the principle of them billing this pay-per-view as the horror show. Seth Rollins saying that I'm going to take, not only did he say that I'm going to take your eye, but he said I'm going to take your other eye. So you're going to be blind. Which also didn't happen. It's a principle that I'm standing on this. And, I, and I, I'm unwavering on this principle. I've had enough of the false promises of WWE. I've had enough of the terrible marketing, first with the greatest Royal Rumble, blood money, whatever. How are you going to call this the greatest Royal Rumble? I let that go. I let it go. You know what? They say what they say. I let it go. Then there was the greatest wrestling match ever. Good. Yes. Great. Maybe. Greatest wrestling match ever? No. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that go. The horror show. The horror show. An eye for an eye. The only way to take your opponent, the only way to win is to extract your opponent's eye. Extract an eye means you take the eye. You extract it from its socket. It's dangling. Did we see a dangle? Did we see... If his hand was, wasn't in the way, might have they might have, you know, seen a dangle. Yeah, might have. Might have. I might be able to did, fly, but I just don't tell you about it. Does that mean that I can you, fly? Yeah. Did, no, that doesn't. Did you, I'm not done. No, hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Hold, no, no, no. Listen. <laughs> not only was there no dangle, there was no attempt at a CGI. No nothing. There was no blood. Nothing. So if the extraction of that eye happened because the eye was pressed into the corner of something, damaging it so badly that pressing in results in an extraction, if it's that devastating, not a single drop to be seen, yet Seth Rollins is so horrified that he's going to vomit. He was not only horrified, but this was after he made a promise to take Rey Mysterio's eye. Take it. I'm going to get that eye. You can hear him say it in the middle of that match. <laughs> I'm going to get that eye. Oh, yeah, I heard it. I'm going to get that eye. So gung-ho the whole match to take away his eye. But then when you see the result of you pressing his face into the side of the steel steps, you freeze mid-stomp. And vomit. On principle, I cannot do it anymore. So, I can't do it. So I won't do it. And I don't care what anybody says. So really, what, what I'm gleaning here is that you're upset that WWE did not deliver unto you what they promised. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's, 
I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair thing to say. Now I know that that has happened before. I get it, but I've cited those references and I've let them go. I've let it go. But I can't. I can't. I can't let it go anymore. I'm standing on principle on this. You have got to stop marketing things that are just not true. You've got to stop. I understand it's marketing. Yeah, like I get it. But if, but. Essentially, WWE is becoming the Donald Trump of wrestling. Saying so I do want to talk one about thing, this match. ironically, I, I, doing something completely different. I definitely want to talk about this match, but let me so 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 let's clear up this controversy first. If you lay claim to a title and we lay claim to a title, surely there's only one answer, gentlemen. In approximately one month's time, we have three cards in two weeks: NXT Takeover 30. SummerSlam, AEW All Out. I propose that the winner take all. No bullshit. No fucking. Oh, we're to throw this match out. No. We fucking go by the cards, the winners and losses via Wikipedia, as it's the only trusted source we have, unfortunately, because WWE doesn't list that, those things. The winner take all. Whoever gets the most right out of those three cards is your new undisputed Choosewaite champion. So you're saying vacate the belt. Vacate it. Jack Tunney style. Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna have the belt sitting on a pedestal on velvet. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. I agree to these terms. Dude. I agree to these terms. I also agree to these terms. So it is written, so it shall be. So let's talk about the eye for an eye match because that is the hot button issue. Um, we already fucking I... talked about it. Never mind. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm just being, I'm pretending to be mad about this. It's going to be fun next month. No, this was so, a, okay, go ahead, Beef. I'm sorry. Go let ahead. Me, let, before fine. you go there, Beef, I just want to say real, real quick, three things. These are the three things I take away from that match. I can boil this match down for me three things. One, oh, I'm going to get that eye. Great two, spot. two, it's out, it's out, his eye is out. Three, Seth Rollins in the middle of a COVID pandemic when we're supposed to be social distancing and keeping our fluids to ourselves, vomiting right in front of plexiglass. Well, we all crowd of people are behind. We already had precedence that Seth Rollins is not good at keeping his bodily fluids to himself. Right, Becky? Hi-oh. I'm just saying are, that match, those are the three takeaways that I have from that match. When I think back on that match, those are the three things I'm gonna remember. So he, here's the thing, man. Like I the lead up and when 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 I talked to the boys when we were watching and I said W and I, you know, I, I said it verbatim last week. WWE has to whiskey throttle the son of a bitch. Somebody, uh, Kato, shared the uh, the gif of Fonzie on the jet ski jumping over the shark. Like that's what needed to happen. They needed to fucking commit. They did not, for whatever reason, at the very last minute. Vince got cold feet. He wasn't a fan of the prosthetic. He wasn't a fan of the look. Who knows? Maybe he's like, oh man, this is going, you know, I'll never financially recover from this. Who fucking knows? But at the end of the day, Vince McMahon made a judgment call to go with what they went with, which was the fucking fishing bobber 
uh, no blood, no extraction, and uh, Samoa Joe harping on it's out, it's out. Um, <laughs> you know, they to me that's and, and the the worst part is is that it was a perfectly serviceable match up to that point. Uh, on on a very good pay per view, uh, you know, as 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 we've talked about, you know, so, sometimes the post mania pay per views are better than WrestleMania, which I think is the case here. I think this was a great pay per view with the fucking shitty uh, loophole in it. Um, but yeah, no, the problem is that they didn't commit to it. They 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 they, they refused to go all in. Pardon the pun. And uh, you know, they to me. I think that they are not saving face. They they, they look bad, um, and and Ransom does make a, a wonderful salient point about Rollins and uh, vomiting. Whether it's fake vomit, real vomit, who fucking cares? Um, it was still inside of him at some point, and now it was outside of him. Uh, you know, fucking. Okay. I'll, I'll quote Taz: "Slop show, man. Slop show." And I, you know what? Let's the my. Biggest disappointment, I would say, is the, was the ending of it. Mm-hmm. Because of the way they did that ending, I agree with you, Beef. That was a 100% salvageable match. If they would have committed to the ending of it. But since they didn't, that's going to be my takeaway and remembrance of that match. Not what happened in the match. The ending. And the disappointing and the way that they just could not commit that's that's the fucking pattern, man. It seems like we're always like right there with WWE, where we're like, man, great match, but great event, but you know what we fucking never say that about AEW. You know what else we never say that about? Fucking Impact, fucking um, you know MLW, anybody else that's running shows. You know we we look at the cards and we go, the solid card, top to bottom. Maybe I didn't agree with the finish or two, but you know what? I don't hate it. But WWE has this weird fucking preclusion to, like, swerve the fucking swervers. Ever since Vince McMahon found out there was an internet in 2007, he decided that he wanted to, you know, fucking swerve the marks. Or swerve the smarks. Oh, he sure did. Sure did. And 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 now he's outthinking himself on the simplest of decisions. It's It's maddening, bro. When, when you think about all the different cinematic matches that WWE has had, why, this, this one right here is, a prime exa- is, is, is the prime example to me of why. Why was this not a cinematic match? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about prosthetics at that point. You can CGI that bastard. You can, yeah. you can tape it in advance. If you don't like the prosthetic, get a new prosthetic. You're taping it in advance. It's not going to be a night of, you know, match, a night of event where you're like, oh, shoot. Well, this match is on in two hours. We can't go back and and redo this prosthetic, so we're going to have to call an audible. Why this was not a cinematic match, or at least the ending was, was not cinematic. You had Jedi mind tricks with turkey legs. Why could you not do it for this? Why did this have to be... A live or live to tape, whichever one it was. Why did it have to be that? Why on earth could you not have made this one, of all things, the most horrific match that has the most horrific match potential ever, 
on the horror show, you 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 didn't you didn't pull the trigger on the cinematic on this one. I don't I don't get I, it. Well, I I, and I mean you slip a you you slap a 15 second disclaimer at the beginning that says hey. This may not be suitable for all ages. Your discretion is advised. No, they can't. You covered your ass. They can't do that. They can't Why? because of the spe- even if they put a disclaimer, even, no matter what, their their sponsors are not going to get behind that. Fox is not going to get behind that. No one's going to get behind that because it has to be Bullshit. family friendly. Fuck yourself. You, it's, it's you know why? Why? It's, it's all about ratings, man. If someone getting their fucking eye yanked out, fake or real, you know, who gives a shit? I mean, I that's that's you know very fucking shitty of me. I'm I'm not like oh my, I don't fucking care about rim series. I, I'm I'm saying that you know, to me things like that are why the Attitude Era was successful. Stupid, inane, crazy bullshit that people turned in. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Stone Cold drove a Zamboni down to the ring. What? Like, and yes, I understand that there is not a fucking literal connection, <clears throat> but I'm saying that like I think that things like this have an opportunity to spike viewership and therefore spike ratings on a show that is basically a floating turd in the toilet just waiting to be flushed. What is more horrific? An eye for an eye match where you have a CGI or prosthetic eye that comes out of your face or the NWO loading the rock into an ambulance and driving a semi at full speed into said ambulance. I, mm-hmm. you know, storyline wise, I understand what we're talking about here. We're not talking about them legitimately doing this. I'm saying storyline wise and for fictional TV wise, the extraction of an eyeball that is clearly either a prosthetic or fake. They're not going to take Rey Mysterio's eye. We know this. Or the attempted murder of a living person by having a tractor trailer drive into an ambulance that said person is in. Now, of yes. course, The Rock didn't die, but I'm. But what is worse? I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say, the attempted murder of a human being is worse. Yet that was I allowed mean, to play I, out. Man, they, I, they they played that out. The the Vince thing McMahon it's man exploded in a limousine. It's it's the murder. same thing. It's the same R- thing. hitting The Rock. You know, Kane drunk driving and killing Katie Vick, and then having necrophilia. Like, these are all things that have already happened. An extraction of an eye, while gory, yes. You know, obviously does not, you know, it's it's not the same as those things, because those things, to me, are worse. And to Poot's point, even if a disclaimer was not going to work, because, pardon me, sponsorships, networks, whatever, I'm completely fine with that rationale. But why do it in the first place then? <laughs> if it's not going to work, if we can't show a CGI'd or prosthetic eye a dangling CGI? from someone's face, ah, I see, because of network or sponsorship, which I feel is a completely valid reason. I do not argue that right, that reasoning or rationale at all. I don't. I complete, I'm completely on board with what Poot said. But if they knew that that was going to be a problem for the network, why go through with it in the first place? Why even entertain something like that if you know we can't have somebody's eye gushing blood uh, a la Kill Bill? We, we can't even have some dribbles dribbling down his face. We can't even have a CGI or prosthetic eye because it's too horrific. 
Why bother going if, there in the first place? If they would have gone full Kill Bill, I don't think it would have been as offensive because it was so over the top. That's the thing. Why not do that? Go real crazy. Have a hose spraying what is clearly fake blood just gushing from his eyeball. Gushing. Clearly no one's going to look at that and go, yeah, man, they just extracted his eye. No, it's a fountain. Within 30 seconds, Rey Mysterio would have been expired, losing that much blood. But I don't know, man. Nothing, Remember the night that the Rock played himself in the cage, where he was just like fucking spurting for what, what, what felt like 10 minutes, and he's just about, wasn't a pool of his own blood? How about that night that, um, uh, who was it, uh, JBL hit uh, Eddie Guerrero? Or was it the other way around? Yeah. Oh, people, yeah. Yeah, you remember that match? Uh, you yeah. remember the people night have, that Vince, Vince McMahon got busted open and he bled black? And it was just like yeah. a stream? People have been, been gouged. People have been gushed. Yes. But, like, come on. If you can't commit to this, why bother Don't doing it in do the first it. place? Yep. Yep. Don't dangle that's my, the fucking That's my merit. problem here. That's right. Yeah, don't. don't dangle that fucking carrot if you have no intention on later feeding it to us. Like, I think that's... they did. I think it's just Vince McMahon was like, nah, that prosthetic looks like bullshit. Uh, just use a ping pong ball with a little bit of ketchup on it. Like, it, I, mean, that, 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 I mean, it literally, then... the whim of Vince McMahon, it all comes, you can trace, all roads lead back to Vince McMahon's stupid fucking whims. Sure. That's, well, oh, that's what Eric Young had to say. Eric, Eric Young had Eric Young 100% said that he said all of the fucking creative issues, all of the terrible, all all goes back to Vince. Um, but to Ransom's point, this is a multi-billion dollar company, well, multi-billion dollar person, multi-million dollar company, with the chance for the first time in 25 years to legit tape and not catch flack for it. Like, you have no reason... Not to set this shit up a week and ahead of time, five days, three days, two days, to do to do something, and then if it looks like shit, you go, eh, we'll do something else, and we'll figure something else out, and you have time to fix it, rather that, than just, hey, give me that fishing tackle box, we'll uh, we'll, we'll make this look good. That right there is hitting the nail on the head, a hundred percent. How 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 long did they market or advertise this match? I don't watch the weekly show, so two, I don't know how long they did. Two or three weeks? Two or three, two or three weeks. weeks. I, I want to say three, so I want to say. Let's, well, let's just be conservative on it and say two weeks. Let's say they marketed this for two weeks. If you're marketing it for two weeks, you would assume that you would have had this idea and discussed it, let's say, at least a, a, a week prior to the, to the announcement or to the marketing. Because you're going to sit down and figure, like, okay, well, what are we going to do with this pay-per-view? What are we going to do with these guys? <laughs> so let's just say they knew three weeks before this happened that it was going to happen. And this goes back to what you said, Beef, a multimillion-dollar company. Why is it the night of the event is the first time Vince McMahon is looking at this prosthetic and going, no, nah, this isn't going to work? You had weeks to get this thing created, to make it look halfway decent, and it's just the night of where Vince McMahon is making the final call going, no, I don't like the way that that prosthetic looks. There, there's no reason why it sh there, there, this prosthetic shouldn't have been created 
two weeks before this match happened, have, have, <laughs> have eyes on it and decide for yourself, okay, this, this looks good or nope. You know what? We need to tweak it a little bit. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Go back, redesign it, do it again. It screams sloppy, disorganized, you know, flying by the seat of your pants style business. Mm-hmm. Like it seems, another- <laughs> it seems like something three idiots with a podcast that make no money would do. We're flying by the seat of our pants. We're, we're, we're figuring out as we go. Yeah, none of us are billionaires. None of us run or work for a multi-million dollar company. Well, you know, wrestling wise, I don't know. You know, your companies might be million dollar companies. I don't know. But why? Why is it just the night of Vince McMahon is going, mm, nope, don't like this prosthetic. Yep, that's the, that's, you know, once again, we have circled back around to the problem being Vince McMahon. Um, I mean, it's I mean, just... Uh, and it's like, it's like we're being a dead horse, but it continuously yeah. happens. It every, continuously every happens. At, at least one event. And, and and I scoffed when you were like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of people sitting around a room that are discussing this. No, you know what? I I read this online somewhere and, and as, as like, a you know, for, for the lulls. And, and, and I believe it probably happened where Vince walks into creative and being like, all right, we're doing an eye for an eye match at uh, Extreme Rules. Figure it out. And they're like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, figure it out and walks out. I'm betting that he thought that this idea would be so great and get so many eyes on the product, no pun intended, that and then and then left them to figure it out. They came up with what they had as the best idea. Vince said, Well, this is garbage. We're not doing it this way. We're gonna do it this way. And, you know, the rest is history because, you know, again, <clears throat> Vince seems like he's flying by the seat of his pants more often than not. You read about so the big thing for me is when you read about Vince changing winners the day of WrestleMania. WrestleMania, the big culmination of all your angles. Like, what what should be the big blow-off? And and Vince is like, well, we had this plan for three weeks, or three months, or fucking three years, but we're going to make a judgment call and go the other way tonight. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. So nothing is being built week to week, um, except, except, except NXT. Uh, everything else, you know, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Poot, what's your opinion of this match? I I think I didn't get myself all hyped up because I knew they were gonna fuck it up. Like I I knew Smart that's man. why I'm Smart not. Man. That's why I'm not. I would rather be pleasantly surprised than woefully disappointed. So I I I've 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 trained myself, uh, it, it more so in life, but very much with WWE. To whenever they say something that's even mildly interesting or pose an angle or a situation or a stipulation that makes me go, ooh, I immediately go, all right, I'll make my call afterwards. I'm going to stay neutral. And if I do that, I go, yeah, they fucked it up. I knew it. But if it goes really well and it's something super cool, I go, all right, there you go. Now keep it going. And I get excited because I'm like, cool, they're making good decisions. But then again, it perpetuates itself. And I go, well... Let's just wait and see how they handle Monday Night Raw. And usually they fuck it up. So you get brief little glimpses 
of happiness and fulfillment with WWE that come around maybe on a good year once every other month. So uh, I'm you know, not, shame on Beef and I for not having that mindset. We I'm, we we should know better now. I'm absolutely. We should definitely know better. And I know, I know. Admittedly, this again <laughs> makes me sound like Switzerland even more. But like, it's it's absolutely true. I was like, okay, eye for an eye. How are they going to do this? And we're like, they have to go full bore. And I'm like, they won't. But we'll see. And I was like, yep, they didn't. Ping pong ball with a little bit of jam on it. Like I'm just, I can't. Uh, uh you know, I was like, all right. Yeah, that's that's about right. And the thing for me was there was no big com my biggest problem wasn't necessarily the actual eyeball. My problem was there was no culmination. There was no build to this apex to the moment where someone's eye quote unquote gets extracted from their skull. It was more the fact that it just it was like out of nowhere. Like literally the spot that we've been talking about there was no build. There was no clearly. Oh, this is coming to a head. No, it just kind of. It just kind of was like, oh, raise eyes out, and Joe had to scream it at us because, pretty sure none of us saw that that little eyeball thing, on the actual no, show. We, we were like, known. yeah, that's exactly my known. point. That's exactly my point. It's like <sighs> everyone's, la either laughing at it or throwing a fit over it, and I'm just I. I didn't say anything, so I cannot look at people and say, told you so. But I was like, yeah, they copped out of it. All right, moving on. Like, I w it was very easy for me to move on because I didn't yeah. get my hopes up. Uh, if, if you listen to, you know, for the people listening to, listen to the show, if you listen to the little impromptu mini show that Tom and I did, um, you know, we, we briefly touched on this because Tom wasn't going to be on this show. I think... I think one of the biggest problems that I had, and again, this all goes back to shame on me. I, I should know better. Poot is right. One unequivocally, unequivocally, he is right. I should have known better. But oh, say, we, say we, that we again. talked about it unequivocally. Poot is right. Did that gets you a little, little wet. Wet hashtag wet for heaven. Oh uh, well, you um, know, just a little bit. We little we talked. On two different shows, we speculated about the outcome of this match. We talked cinematic. We talked how they're going to resolve it. Is Ray going to wind up being some sort of superhero that has two blinded eyes and has heightened senses? And, you know, he's better than ever because he's now legit a superhero while a daredevil. We talked about Seth Rollins miraculously healing himself via the Monday Night Messiah gimmick. We talked about it being a, a, a dream all of Super Mario 2, where Otis wakes up, or uh, not Otis, but, but uh, one of the Viking warriors wakes up, cuddling a turkey leg, going, oh, oh, horrified at the nightmare that he just had, snuggles back up with his turkey leg and goes back to bed. We spent two shows talking about potential outcomes, how this could end, and not once did we come up with the outcome of, oh, it's just going to be a dumbass finish that's going to leave us utterly disappointed. Not once was that mentioned. We spent yeah, we should such have time. We spent so much time talking about how much potential this match had and all of the different awesome outcomes and endings it could have just to be utterly disappointed and let down yet again. And that harkens back to Poot's point. Shame on us. We should have known better. It, it, that was all our fault for not looking at it and going, 
uh, you know what? It's going to be a, a dumb, disappointing, flat ending. That's what it's going to be. It's not going to be any of these super uber creative endings. It's just going to be dumb. That's I, I take a big no, issue and, with that. And, and the, the issue is my own because I did it. I fudged it up. Not, and, and, and that's the thing is the, the, when, when they said this was a horror show, we all went, ooh, it's going to be super spoops. And uh, yep. yeah, no, what they meant was this, this, this event's going to be a horror show. And I mean, admittedly, admittedly, there was a lot of good moments. And like uh, McIntyre Ziggler was a lot of fun. Of course, Kevin Owens and Murphy was, was a, f- a fun little romp. Um, and uh, Sasha Banks, Oscar was good. It was good. The outcome was stupid and dumb. And now here, this is going to lead into the other point because I feel like this is the other hot button topic for the event. Uh, the 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 uh, the sw- swinging swamp swami battleground fight <laughs> that uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Big McLarge huge. What what do you what do you call him once upon a time? Once upon a time. Cock Suckman. Cock Suckman. Yeah, that's right. Cock Suckman. Not because I think he's gay, just because when he goes, face he makes. He makes like elongated, a... oval-shaped mouth. It's like, boy, you're just you're inviting the dicks in. Inviting the dick. The uh, but dick no, Braun Strowman. Three, dicks and Strowman. And Braun and Braun Strowman. I personally loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I was sports entertained. That's one of the biggest letdowns of the eye for an eye match for me. If that match hadn't have happened, or if they had gotten the ending of that match right, any of the other options they could have taken, this would have been the best pay-per-view that I have seen of WWE's all year. Every other match I thought was great or solid. What they did with that Swamp fight I thought was amazing that had wrestlemania uh, caliber cinematic match quality to me that should have been the other cinematic match at wrestlemania not the john cena match because that, that swamp that swamp fight that swamp uh segment can't really call it a fight but the segment was was so well done i am a big fan of the swamp wizard bray wyatt I'm comfortable with saying I'm more of a fan of the Swamp Wizard Bray Wyatt at this point than I am of The Fiend. Those two guys put on one heck of an entertaining segment. I would happily go back and watch it again. I agree. They they hit all of the marks that they needed to in the match. Um, I, I, I felt like I loved the... Um, the allusion to uh, Harper and uh, um, and uh, Rowan uh, mm-hmm. without, like, showing them, but them being, like, goons, you know? I liked having the doppelganger Strowman take out Strowman. Like, I love the, psych- the, um, the psychobabble yeah. bullshit that Bray was doing to him in, like, the fucking um, house or whatever the fuck it was. Like, I mean, everything worked out perfectly, including... Including the false ending. Um, if you are a horror movie connoisseur, you got that, and 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 that was a fun little nod to you know it being the quote unquote horror show. Like that's you know, 
Um, and then, obviously, the Fiend, you know, coming out of the fucking Lake of Reincarnation. Uh, oh, no, wait, that's the Hardy Campound, sorry. Um, the Lake of fucking Alligators. Whoops. You know, let me in. Perfect. Perfect. Everything about that match was fantastic. Uh, here is the thing that baffles me. And again, I'm trying to apply logic to something that Vince McMahon is involved in. Careful. So, Careful. shame on me. Yeah. Shame on me for this. But if you look at these two matches, how do you have such a stinker of a flat finish of the eye for an eye match, yet you have an amazing start to end Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Swamp match? How do you go, how are you pivoting that heavily? in the quality and caliber of your product. It's because... It baffles it, me that you can knock one so far out of the park that, that it's just it's an amazing match from start to finish. You get the horror genre there. All the different references. The false ending. It was fantastic. And then you have this flat, disappointing, garbagey ending to the eye for an eye match. I don't know how you pivot that far in the same event pivot the, the same reason pivot. that the the same reason that captain america one was okay captain america two was really good and captain america three was great like different producers different people handling different shit um and yes, had all to, over scene i was oh, gonna yeah. say borash oh, had to have had his hands in that like they're they're all overseen Who? by Vince, a uh, Jeremy Borash, of, uh, okay. of of TNA fame. Like yes, they're 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 all under Vince's keen, watchful eye. But at the end of the day, I think that he does give some of these guys enough rope to hang themselves with, and that's why we get fucking screwy shit. <clears throat> like we'll get we'll get a great match and then a screwy fucking match the next match. That's why there's no consistency. Um. And I'm sure a lot of wrestling companies do that. I'm sure that AEW has more than one producer. Um, you know, but, but I, I, you know, NXT probably does, but they're probably all kind of, like, in the same boat. Like, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and, and Road Dog. I guarantee you there's fucking, like, communication between those three. You know, so it's, it's, it's very apparent on shows like this where they do pivot on a dime. That, um, yeah, that, 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 uh, you know, too many cooks are perhaps spoiling the, uh, the dinner. But at the end of the day, man, that head chef, he's got to go. I agree. Yeah, man, the head chef is the one that controls the quality of what's being output. Everything filters through one person. And for that to happen... So that one per and again, this is logic being being uh, incorporated with Vince McMahon. And again, I know, shame on me. But when you have all of this filtering up to one point, you would think that it would be a little bit more balanced and not so turning up, pivoting on the dime, like Beef said. But it's not. It all filters into one person, and you never know what's coming out. You have in one event. An all Ransom, 
awesome, wonderful horror genre match. Yeah. Oh, you were you were gone. You you joined the okay. Matrix. Your rage pushed you into the Matrix. Yeah, man, the freaking red pill, dude. Uh, like I just I don't get it. it. All filters through one person, and for that to happen, for it to be so hot and cold, and and so terrible in one match yet great in another, when it's all filtering out of the anus of one person. Ah, uh, oh, yes, my it blows new punk my mind. band. My new punk band, Anus Filter. Um, Anus Filter, like it's just it's goofy. No, and and I like There's no that, consistency. No, and that's why I think that's one of the reasons. If WWE now, here's a question I wanted to ask uh, the other day. Belch. Um, uh, if WWE was more consistent, and they were putting out a consistently decent product, not even perfect or amazing or mind-blowing, but just a consistently enjoyable, decent, I-didn't-waste-my-time product, would AEW be as successful as they are? So you're, I think so the gap between the, the two would be closer. So you're saying that the... Crazy upending, constant upending of WWE is adding to AEW success. Is that, is, that, is that the correct argument I'm hearing? Yes, because now, and it's not because AEW is bad. I love AEW, but it's definitely making people go, God, this is stupid. What else is there? Ooh, AEW. Um, I, I, don't I, think I see so. a, a. Ooh. Sorry. You go, ahead, go, you ahead. go. No, no, you go. No, no. So, so I don't think so, and here's why. I think that the people watching AEW were going to be watching AEW regardless. They're the same people. And, I mean, maybe that, you know, this fucking half-dash booking is, is, is part of the whole thing. But, you know, we're, we're the same people who, who had had enough of John Cena for fucking 11 years and had enough of Roman Reigns in seven years and, you know, are tired of seeing Brock Lesnar show up and take the title and tired of seeing the wrong people win and, and tired of seeing people get pushed on their name or the size of their chest versus their their their, their athletic, actual athletic talent or in ring charisma, um, you know. So so this is kind of like everything that WWE is doing wrong, is pushing fans to look for an or had had been pushing fans to look for an alternative, which was New Japan Pro Wrestling back in their boom period here a couple years ago, when the Bullet Club was absolutely thriving, basically from the reign of uh, uh, Prince Devitt through fucking Kenny Omega. Uh, and I mean, I guess you could argue even now, uh, but, uh, you know, like, we, we, th those of us who watched New Japan were treated to some fucking epic encounters, not just from Kenny and crew, but just across the board. And that made us go, hey, you know what? It's possible to look at a card and look and, and enjoy the matches, not have screwy bullshit finishes, and have great builds that actually mean something. That style went with the elite to all elite wrestling and they brought that style to america and they said let's fucking do what we've been doing common sense booking even if everybody in their grandma knows how the match is going to turn out sometimes common sense booking is okay and providing a viable alternative to the fed um so yeah i if if WWE was more successful, uh, a la about three years ago, I think they had a pretty pretty solid run. 
Um, not probably longer than that, probably four or five. Um, but you know, if 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 they were more successful now, I don't think it would hurt AEW because I think it's a different, a completely different audience. Not not completely different, but you know, different enough that that that, that they that they would not falter. Um. Ransom? I could kind of see, I could kind of see their poot. Uh, maybe AEW having to work a little harder to get to get not to get a full fan base, but to to get the fan base that they that they have. If WWE consistently put out a good product, you know, like you were saying, not not top of the line every single event or top of the line every single match but you know if they consistently put out a decent product without this bull crap i could see aew maybe having to work a little harder um it harkens in my mind back to the wwe versus wcw days wcw was very successful over wwe and then they just started to get sloppy and inconsistent and just too much of, of certain things you know when you have over half of your roster as part of the nwo well the nwo becomes stale at that point and i think that's kind of what, what led to the downfall of wcw was the fact that they got insane and inconsistent and, and goofy and they stopped putting out a decent product week after week and it shifted to these these pivoting moments where like sometimes it would be really good and other times it would leave you going what 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 the heck, what just happened here what is going on like Hulk Hogan just beat Kevin Nash by poking him in the chest uh, Jeff Jarrett just laid down in the middle of the ring for Bret Hart Bret Hart got real pissed and, and just you know no that was Jarrett laying down for Hogan or for Hogan yeah. uh, okay another one another one laying down <laughs> just laying down in the middle of the ring for Hogan. Hogan gets all mad and gets all crazy. You know, they bring out freaking Ed Ferrara dressed up as JR pretending to have Bell's palsy. Uh, freaking uh, David Arquette is winning the WCW title on a three-tiered Hell in the Cell cage. Like, what is happening? It makes you go, it makes you look at that product and go, what, 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 what is happening here? Like, what, what's, what's going on? And I have that same feeling when I watch a lot of these WWE events, I say to myself, what is happening? So I can see the comparison between the downfall of WCW and the success of WWE. Because I believe that WWE had a consistent product at the time, consistently entertaining, to now where AEW has a consistently entertaining product. And WWE leaves you going, what, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Now, I don't think that WWE is going to go the way of WCW because, you know, there were a lot of different factors that played into the downfall of WCW. I don't think it's going to go that way, at least not anytime soon. But I don't know. I think maybe AEW would have to work a little bit harder to get those ratings and to get those that tuning in if WWE was more consistently decent. What do you think? Please? I I think I think that AEW would have to play 
a little bit more to the mainstream than they do um, to get the, the, the talent over because the names, I mean, there are no, I mean, I, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you know who Kenny Omega is. If you're a wrestling fan, you, you've heard the name, the young bucks. If you're a wrestling fan, you, you know, if you're a WWE fan, then you obviously, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, you know, um, uh, to FTR, but you know them as the revival, you know, Th these these things are all there and they have the recognition enough to maybe glean interest from uh someone who's a lifelong WWE fan but if WWE's product was better people be like oh this is all right but it kind of reminds me of WCW I'm going back to WWE I can see the casual fan doing that now because WWE is such a hot mess and covid's not helping I think that that has made people Look at AEW and see the strengths beyond the the the, the actual in-ring performers and what they do. AEW is handling from the get-go all these restrictions and things that were put on them and these barriers. And instead of climbing over them, they're barreling their way through them. You know, they're they're they they were the first ones to have. Uh, an audience of the staff that's there. They were the first ones to make it not feel awkward that there was no big, massive audience in attendance. Like, and then WWE tried to glom onto that. And, you know, word spreads around on message boards or word of mouth. And they say like, oh, well, you know, AEW was doing that. Oh, yeah, AEW, I haven't checked it out. And then they tune in and they see the spot that Jericho did the other week with Orange Cassidy where Orange Cassidy poured a bunch of orange juice all over the inner circle. And you go like, wow, that's really kind of what I'm familiar with. Like AEW is doing a good job of playing both sides of it so that people like us who are, who are a little more smarky uh, and in the know are still entertained, but the casual fan will also be entertained because they get that kind of slap sticky stuff. So, I, I know I'm kind of arguing in a circle here and I should be a little more, you know, kind of like, you know, set in stone about it. But I think for people that are lifelong fans or people who consider themselves smarks, they go, AEW is doing this better. I'm going to go watch AEW. There's always going to be the kids who want to watch their heroes in WWE. But I think that the fact that WWE's product is very lackluster right now, the main roster stuff, at least NXT is great, but I, I think that's really helping AEW. Um, you know, we'll see time will tell, I suppose. And as things develop with COVID, we'll, we'll see what, what's going on. But, um, uh, the other question is beef. You, did you watch NXT? Oh man, did I? What a fucking great show! All right, you want to? I, I I had all intentions of watching it today, but I got preoccupied. Um, what? So uh, Keith Lee relinquished one of his belts. It's hilarious because, like, when NXT beats uh, AEW in the ratings, I'm like, but AEW was the better show. And AEW absolutely thumped them this week. It was like 845,000 to like 630. Like, thumped them. And NXT was far and away the better show. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. 
Um, so yeah, uh, so Keith Lee relinquishes title, and uh, the North American Regal, title. Yes, I'm sorry. I uh, thank you. The, the, the North American title um, because he wants to have competition in, in NXT and he doesn't want to fucking hold about hostage. Which fucking why did you do a, a title for title match anyway? But that's neither here nor there. Um, but think... this at least goes to a good place. Um, good. I, I was gonna say it sets in stone. One of two things: either it's like, oh, it makes Keith Lee look even more like a babyface, or you could set up an angle where Keith Lee's like, "I want competition in NXT. This is the best for the brand because <laughs> no one's taking it off me." Right. You know what I mean? So what they did, uh, Takeover Thirty is coming up uh, the the night before SummerSlam, Saturday, October twenty second, which uh, is already August. What I say? August? My goodness. Uh, August twenty uh, second, uh, take over thirty, and, and and it looks to be a banging card already. But um, so Regal set up five different triple threat matches every week. The winner of the triple threat match advances to a ladder match at Takeover thirty, uh, much akin to when the uh, North American title was debuted. Although I think of the six person match uh, in a ladder match. I you know I I love it. Um, so last night was uh, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, and um, Roddy Strong. And uh, damn the fucking wow. Bronson Reed, didn't, he, he went over. Bronson Reed went over. Wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, you want to talk about fucking investing in the future. Like, there you go. Uh, Ozilla, uh, your, your, your resident sick boy. Um, and, and I think that that's wonderful. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's give these guys a shot. Um, who came in for the um, the New Blood tournament or whatever the fuck it was called? Yeah, it's because how you fucking ACH... build stars, right? That's right. Not everybody has to win coming out the gate, but and and I mean Bronson Reed has had has 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 not had a great win win loss record, but you know what? It's one hundred percent believable that he could go up that ladder and grab that title. Um, next week is Finn Balor. Oh boy, I I don't remember. Um, Oh, uh, Dexter Loomis and um, somebody else. And it's obviously going to be Balor, which means it's definitely not going to be Balor. Um, but, you know, I I, I think I think that's a genius plan. So, so the triple threat match was great last night. And then um, the main event had a pretty stellar uh, back and forth between um, Dijakovic and Killer Cross, uh, who is absolutely had the rocket on his back right now. Um, he, so, Cross did not dominate like he had been. Um, it was, it was definitely more like, you know, um, you know, uh, a back and forth. But Cross eventually took the upper hand when, uh, Dijakovic missed and Cross attacked him with the stairs. Uh, he, I think it's like put his, uh, I think he put his head between the stairs and did like a shorter block into or something. Oh. Basically ringing his bell. He then put him in the ring, proceeded to ground and pound him, like, get fucking full mount, and just forearm, forearm, forearm. And Dijakovic looked like he was there, but he wasn't there. Oh. Keith Lee, Keith Lee came out, and Keith Lee kept trying to get in the ring. Dijakovic looked over at the ropes and said, no. Fucking forearm, forearm, forearm. You know, Keith Lee again tries to get up. Dijakovic goes, stay out. You know, and, and they keep coming to Keith Lee watching his, you know, um, better better uh, friend and enemy, whatever, whatever the hell they are. Um... Uh, the Keith Lee Dijakovic story is well written, um, but uh, you know, just just eating, 
copious amounts of big fat forearms from Karrion Cross, uh, and then finally he uh, he he locks in the uh, the cross jacket or whatever the fuck he calls it, and uh, you know Dijakovic's out. Uh, it was so well done. Uh, fucking Cross looks like a psycho killer, and I am here for it, man. But well, I tell you, you problem. know, it's it's lucky that you know when his head was in between the steps and. You know, and he, he did that tackle into the steps that, you know, both both eyes weren't just immediately extracted right there. <laughs> here's Super lucky here's that happens because num- it happens all the time. Apparently. Uh, at, at, at least twice in recent weeks. Um, uh, here's the conundrum that NXT has set up. They either... So it, it's, it's very clear that TakeOver 30 is going to be carrying Cross versus uh, Keith Lee. Um, as big of a Keith Lee fan as I am, I think it needs to be crossed all day, all night. Um, so you either A, look Keith, make Keith Lee look like a paper champion, uh, losing in his first, you know, quote-unquote real defense. I, I know he defended last week against Dijakovic, but, you know, that was what it was. Um, so you either have Keith Lee will look weak losing at, the, 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 at his first takeover, or... You stunt the growth of this fucking massive superstar, and, and that's what Karrion Cross is. Believe it or not, that is what is the case. Uh, Impact made this dude a monster. He looks the fucking part. You know, Karrion Cross is your next big fucking name in the business. So they either don't follow through with his big push, or they make Keith Lee look weak. Uh, there may be an out. NXT is great at having outs, but I, I, you know, I look at it and I go, man, what a great matchup that, that, that that's going to be, but I don't know how they get out of it. Dusty finish. The, the only yeah. thing I can think of is having Adam Cole show up and, and wreck the joint with the Undisputed Era. That's the only thing I can think could happen and reasonably, but I mean... Eh, NXT is very good about not sending folks home unhappy. They don't like to pull the bullshit finishes. Um, the only time it really worked was with the fucking, like, shit-eating heel Ciampa, uh, taking out, like, you know, white-faced baby meat Gargano. Like, that was the only time that, like, you know, the cheap ending really kind of worked. Uh, otherwise, man, like, NXT likes to send people home happy having a killer, and, and especially... Because All Out is, you know, two weeks the following, you know, they, they may not say, oh, they're not, you know, they're not competition, but I'm telling you what, they, they fucking realize that they're in a battle, and uh, they're... They'll they're bring their A-game, for sure. They will. Yeah, they'll so, bring so I don't think that they'll, I don't, I don't think that they'll dusty finish it, because this is fucking TakeOver 30, you know, like, this is a big fucking deal. So... Uh, BRB guys, I, I'm uh, helping out a buddy of mine with some wiring issues. Give me one second. Unacceptable. Um, Let me talk to your manager. They're unavailable. Can I have, can I have, you call, can I have you, them call you back? You got, no, you guys <laughs> go ahead. Keep talking amongst yourselves. I'm gonna. So uh, can I talk to you for a second? about uh, I can't remember if it was you or Poot that touched on you know, AEW being the first to have employees in the audience and then WWE picked up on it and did it afterwards mm-hmm. can we 
Beers, can we just talk for a second about these Muppets that WWE has in the audience at these pay-per-view events? These, these blockheads, it would be better for me to have an empty arena than to have some of these dildos at ringside that the camera insists on putting on TV. Uh, Drew McIntyre's entrance. If you go back and watch Drew McIntyre's entrance, some of these Muppets at ringside dancing, fucking drum beats, dancing like they are just meshed out of their mind. Uh, what are they doing? Can you not stick to cheering and booing and being excited? Not only are they dancing like a bunch of messed up weirdos, but the cameraman is always on them. Always. I can't tell you how many times my wife said during that, those entrances, when they would pan to some of those people, she would look at me and go, what are those people, like, what, what are they doing? Are they high? Are those employees, like, are those pe are they supposed to be doing that? This is somebody that doesn't, like, she's not, she's familiar with wrestling, but she doesn't watch it on a, on a continuous basis. She doesn't keep up with it like we do. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't talk to me about wrestling. But she, she said to me, what, what is going on with these people? Why do they have them doing that? And I don't have an explanation. Are you I have following no orders. Following, yeah. following marching orders, man. They are. Like, you better why? believe. You, you better believe not? that they get fucking memos. The Vince is like, all right, when McIntyre comes out, I want you guys like doing the big fucking timpani beats. You know, whenever the street prophets come out, I got you know, I, I fuck social distancing. I want you guys all together like huddled and fucking swam back and forth. You know, I. When, oh, when I know. Seth I know they're out, exactly following. Just like Joe. Yep. Samoa Joe was following orders when he said, it's out, yep. it's out. His eyes, that wasn't a Samoa Joe call. No. Uh, oh, pardon me. Like, I get it. I know that they're following orders, but what here's, are you doing having these people act like that? I mean, here's they my just big look problem. like idiots. Here's my big problem. Like, a lot of them are very recognizable NXT faces. Uh, most of them women. Um, because uh, uh, they're all they're all performance center people and, and NXT people, but um, Shotzi Blackheart has been featured on screen several times, and you know how I know that because she has fucking bright green hair. So oh yeah, I've seen her. Yep. Here here here's the here's the conundrum. Like, are you so remember last year whenever NXT like killed Survivor Series? And 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 they look super strong. Remember at the Royal Rumble, whenever the two NXT females eliminated the most people. Um, you know, remember whenever Keith Lee stood toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. Fucking Pepperidge Farm remembers. So as early as fucking February of this year, they're treating NXT talents like honest to god third branders. Awesome, but. Then you bring up somebody like Shotzi Blackheart, who is fucking known for her looks. Um, the the other one is, I believe, is Tynera Conti. Um, she's she's the she's the um, she's from Brazil. She has like the big braid, um, not not Bianca Belair, but the but the uh, like she she looks like she's a fucking like you know 
um, jujitsu person. Mm-hmm. Like, very recognizable faces that if you watch NXT, you go, that's Shotzi Blackheart. Like, so, so why, like, are, are we supposed to pretend that we don't know that they're employees on the payroll, like, on, you know, on Monday nights and Sunday nights, they're sitting there doing the stupid big fucking timpanies, and then on Wednesdays, they're, they're, they're in the ring, you know, driving down to the ring in a tank. Like, it, it, it just befuddles me that they have so many people there that aren't on TV yet. They probably will be at some point, but they aren't on TV. They're not recognizable. That they could show these people. But why focus on people that we know are active wrestlers? Unless yeah, they're I like, fuck well, it. I, you know, fuck I, it. I think it's because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they probably chalk it up as you're paying your dues. You know, like, I, like, I, and, and the thing is, I, I will look on it on the positive side of things. Um, I look at it as it shows that these people are still fans. They're still fans. They just love wrestling. Even if they're being, uh, told to love it with a gun pointed to their head, you have to admit they're taking the opportunity to be more on camera and they're have they're being part of an audience. How many roster members aside from sitting in the back and watching on a monitor while standing sideways and turning their head, um, uh, you know, get to actually be a fan and watch a match. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that, but I think to beef's point, a lot of these more recognizable people that, whether or not they're wearing a face covering or not, you you know who exactly who they are. Keep them off camera. Put them in a section where you know the camera's not going to be panning to. Allow them to still be out there contributing their voice to the cheers and to the boos. But like, why feature them on on camera when everybody knows exactly who they are? I, I take less of an issue with that than I do with them acting like absolute coked out apes. Like the, the or, like, I don't see fans in, in general audiences looking that ridiculous. General they, audience? They, they, they just, they look ridiculous. The way they're the dancing and throwing themselves around and just, you know, acting like a bunch of monkeys. What are you doing? The, the, the other side of it, and, and I'll make the same fucking argument that I made for fucking I versus an I. If you're going to do that, commit. Oh, there's Shotzi Blackheart. Look at her getting into the action. Let her wear her full fucking makeup. Like, let her be the Shotzi Blackheart character. Don't, like, say, okay, you have to strip everything off of you except for the green hair. Wear this generic WWE t-shirt and go out there and just look like an idiot. Yep. Like, yeah, do let that. Them, let them be recognized. Samoa Joe could be like, oh, man, look at Shotzi Blackheart. She's really getting into it, you know. Who knows when we might see her? You know, give give the audience little, um, you know, fucking uh, uh, trailers to, to the future, you know? As opposed to being like, oh, there's there's some weird girl with green hair beating the drum that we know that you know is Shotzi Blackheart, but if you're not paying attention, you won't know. It, it almost know? feels like Vince McMahon is purposefully trying to say, I think you're all idiots. Mm-hmm. Well, like, <laughs> it feels... You know, I, 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 yeah, sure. But that's that's what it comes off as. is like, look at these idiot fans. They know it's Shotzi Blackheart. 
we're not going to talk about it. I don't know. It just it seems stupid. I you know, like AEW, I, it, they never pretended that the people in the audience weren't AEW superstars. Yep. And I, I feel like it's a little bit more of an intelligent move for them to just be like, hey, you know what? We got our superstars ringside. You know who they are. We know who they are. We're going to, you know, let them be them, let them be their characters, except at ringside. Where WWE is like, no, uh, this is, they're just some, ra- they're, they're random people, random people. Oh, well, that's Shotzi Blackheart, but they're, you know, they're random. It seems like I, they're purposely trying to dumb it down when it doesn't need to. No, I, I get it. It's just, I, I think it's a feeble attempt. I think it's a feeble mm-hmm. attempt. You're right, because Vince saw what AEW was doing. He's like, hey, no, let me rephrase. Someone else saw what AEW was doing. They're like, hey, that's a really great idea. And Vince goes, let's do it. And without thinking about how it's going to look, without thinking about how it's going to come across on TV, without thinking about any of that, Vince is like, all right, get a bunch of people that are on my payroll and, you know, get a mic to me. Um, you know, or, or, you know, get me on the loudspeaker so I can tell them exactly how to react at exactly the right times because we don't want a Roman Reigns fiasco where people start booing and they're not supposed to be booing. You, you think that, um, you think that if given the opportunity, they would go rogue like that? And get no, fired. I, 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 yeah. On the, yeah. No, no, I don't think that they would, because I think they know what would happen. If you're not yep. following marching orders, you're out of the band. Like you're, you're done. Not in this man's army or not. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think any. I don't think any of them. Would, if they value their jobs, if they have gotten to the point where they're like, you know what, I got. That's the perfect opportunity to have some dissension. But uh, no, huh? I don't think any of these people are going to proactively just go into business for themselves because they're not going to lose their jobs over that. Which is funny because at. Uh... I think it may have been um, the actual pay-per-view that AEW did, uh, Double Nothing. Uh, Big Swole kind of went into business for herself, like, you know, getting up in people's faces. Like, even the guy, she was getting up in people's faces being like, yo, I'll take you. And it it really kind of came off well, and, you know, people were like, hey, that's a great way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and and I think think we touched on it. Like, sometimes you could go into business for yourself, and and it turns out okay. Um, but yeah, not 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 on Vince's show. You can't because you know everything oh, yeah. is is. You'll get is, ripped out of that something. audience real fast. Oh, very yep. fast. You'll you'll never be seen again. They'll put a black bag over your head. It'll be terrible. Throw you yeah, in a van. They'll, they'll you'll come back with a face tattoo. Up. Isn't that right, Samoa Joe? Or oh, as, a, as a fucking bodyguard for the Luchadors. Um, uh, but no, man. Like it, you know it. it that's just, you know, number one with the bullet of things that AEW does better than Vince. And, I mean, we, 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 we talk about it every single week. And, I mean, realistically, yes, I, I am an AEW mark, but I'm also a guy who believes in being honest and truthful when it comes to wrestling because, you know, this fucking business is not uh, fraught with those. Um, so, like, I'll, I'll tell you straight up when, when NXT is better, when NXT puts out a better product. Um and in a lot of weeks, it's close. A lot of weeks, they are side by side. You look at both Wednesday night shows and you go, 
man, what 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 a fucking time to be alive. What a fucking fucking time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, you know, that's that's what matters. It's it's not you know who beat who. It's not you know what 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 the ratings are. It's not who's making more money. It's you know how enjoyable is the product. Is and that that's that's the biggest success metric of them all. And and like I said, man, we uh, we are we are in a lucky time right now where we get to have Wednesday night duels between Dynamite and NXT, and they're both absolutely outstanding. And every that's week. and that's the most ideal war that we could have asked for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I love, I think it was Dax um, Dax Wilder. I, I I can never remember the Shepherd. name. Dax Shepard. Shep. No, no. Uh, the the FTR. Cash Wheeler. I don't know what his name is. Cash Wheeler. Dax Hardwood. Dax. Dax no, Hardwood. Dax Hardwood. Yeah. Hardwood. No, there's there's no D. Um, but yes, he. I think I think he tweeted out that um, you know, hey, you know, we we watch NXT just like you guys do. You know, quit comparing. Quit you know picking sides. Just enjoy it. And I'm like, fucking spot on. This guy gets it. You know, if if you're a fan of wrestling, this is a great time for you because you have options, uh, not limited to just you know the main the main, but you also got things like Ring of Honor, MLW, um, Ring of uh, I always say Ring of Honor, uh, Impact. Man, fucking like Eric Young shows up on Impact, he's back in the main event. Uh, Brian Myers is having vignettes for uh, for Impact. The Good Brothers come out and have uh have have a um. I say in the main event at Slammiversary, like, um, who else? Um, Heath Slater. You know, there, there, there are all kinds of great talents showing up to Impact now. EC3, to where they are a optimum uh, uh, option as well. So you have you have options. New Japan. I didn't even mention New Japan. Like there are tons of options right now. If you're not a fan of Monday or Saturdays. I'm sorry, Monday or Fridays or Sundays. Man, fucking pick up the remote on Wednesday nights. Uh, subscribe to New Japan World every weekend and watch the greatness. Um, Ring of Honor, I think, is on hiatus. I know MLW is, and I think NWA is, but, you know, COVID. But, I mean, man, like, there's just so much right now. Take it in. Drink it in, man. Yep. Let me ask you this. Going off of what you just said there about how great Wednesday night is. Mm-hmm. How different do you think the WWE landscape would be if AEW shifted their Dynamite program to a Monday or to a Friday? What do you think that does to the WWE product? Good beef. Well, I think that it's kind of the same argument that I had before that I, I think that it's a really a different audience tuning into Dynamite versus Raw. And like if there's any overlap, the, the audience that watches Dynamite is going to watch Dynamite regardless. Um, so you don't think there would be that much of a viewership impact? There if- may be because then you start to get to the point of because, again, like on most cable services, TNT and USA are usually pretty close. Uh, so it's real easy to like accidentally hit up or down one and end up watching the other show and being like, oh, that's Chris Jericho. Oh, that's John Moxley oh, or uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, that's the revival. Like, you know, names that you know. Uh, so, I mean, I think I think that there would be some. 
you think it does more Some, damage uh, to WWE? I do. If, I do. Okay. But I, right. I, I, but I also think that in that climate, I think that Vince would be willing to throw some Hail Marys. I think that he'd be real real willing to let Triple H have his have his run at running raw. Uh, I read a report that he'd been a bit basically Triple H is being groomed the whole time anyway. Um, so like this 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 is the plan. This is the way. Like they're they're gonna give the company Triple H. Um, but you know I think so I think you, that, So that, you yeah. would think that, that would elevate the WWE to have better product on I do Monday or Friday if, if Raw or SmackDown think... was going up against Mm-hmm. As 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 long as the ratings responded, I think that Vince would keep his stupid nose out of it. Um, how long? Who knows? But heed the tale of TNA, circa 2005, 2006, probably their greatest crop of talent. Um, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Eric Young, PD Williams, uh, Scott Steiner was there for a laugh. Man, fucking like, PD Williams. That's a name I haven't um, heard in a while. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, um, you know, Sting, Jeff Hardy, like big fucking names that, again, if you are casually flipping Hulk Hogan, obviously, but, but if you're flipping channels, you're going to go, oh, hey, that's fucking Hulk Hogan. That's Ric Flair. You know, you, I got to get gonna myself go, oh, a Rey Mysterio shirt. I got to get myself an Ultimate Dragon shirt. Um, <laughs> so what I, I don't know I why I keep time coming, traveled back to the 1990s. I don't know why I keep coming back to that reference. That's just it. Just makes me laugh so much. Right, but that's what you do, Ransom. That's what WCW did so well is they capitalized on nostalgia, but also gave you a dose of hey, check this shit out. And that's what I think oh, TNA yeah. did not do. If TNA would have went ham on like showing you. This is AJ Styles. This is Christopher Daniel. This is Samoa Joe. You know Kurt Angle. Like, if they would have said, you know, this is what we got, I think it would have been a different story. But they, you know, Hulk Hogan shows up to the company, and he puts his fucking pen on paper, and he's like, brother, we're going to Monday nights. And it's like, oh, really? Okay, Hulk. Well, brother, we'll see. And they got dismantled for like six months or so. Um, they, they, they got rid of the six-sided ring, which made them unique. They lost all their identity and tried to be WCW version 2.0 and, uh, just, just got waffle stomped. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, as much as I, I mean, would I, love to I, say, I, I understand you know, that the, the heed, the tale of TNA, but I think TNA then and AEW now are two wildly different animals. So while it is good to heed the the mistakes of TNA's past, do you think it would be that problematic or detrimental for AEW? Well, so you got so AEW has made it very clear that they are not in it for a ratings war. They're trying to build a brand. AEW is trying to make themselves no because you know, for over 50 years, the the blah, blah, blah of sports entertainment. Like, that's fucking WWE. WWE is a worldwide brand. It is fucking Mike Tyson in the 90s, man. Like, untouchable. Even as shitty as it is, even if it's a fucking shitty little dribbly turd in your toilet bowl right now, it is still, like, the guy to beat. 
AEW has said that they have no interest in, in, in starting a war with them. That they're trying to offer something different, an alternative. Uh, people watch great, but you know it's, it's not about stealing their audience. It's about creating an audience all their own. So, um, that Why said, go against I, NXT then? Uh, I don't think that choice was theirs to make. Um, uh, I think because... That was the only time slot that they were going to get. Uh-huh, so they uh-huh, had to roll th- with it. Yep, because if you remember, whenever they were trademarking everything, and uh, they trademarked Dynamite, and we, and we were all like, oh, man, what a stupid name. Tuesday, and now it's, wasn't you know, it Tuesday Night Dynamite originally? Tuesday Night Dynamite, yep. And uh, I so, so I feel like TNT pulled a power move and was like, nope, you're going to do Wednesdays. And, uh, you know, Vince and co were like, hey, you know, that's our fucking time slot. Like, you want to, okay, let's go. Uh, and, and I think, honestly, I think TNE, uh, t- 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 I think TNT, TNT wanted to see what would happen uh, against, I think that there's someone smart in that room, uh, at, at Turner, somewhere, that said, okay, this is the best product that WWE has, or at least the one that most fans consider to be the best. Let's see how this product can fare against it before we, you know, start lauding their success. Now that they've had damn near a year of, 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 of success, like, yeah, NXT's had some victories here and there, but by and large, AEW has owned the ratings, which, you know, is, is not the only metric, but it's, you know, in, in a lot of board members' eyes, that's the one that they look at. So now they may be more flexible. Uh, we know that they're bringing a second show to AEW. We, we don't know when, how, and, you know, fucking COVID ruined all that. But, um, amongst other things. But, um, you know, so I, I, I think they're going to have some flexibility. But, you know, why, why now <laughs> that you are consistently taking it to NXT uh, in some weeks, absolutely crushing them like this week? Like, wh- why would you move? Like, now it's your yard. Now they have to prove that they can take it back from you. So I, I I would definitely not move if I were them. But yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I, I you know this this is all about establishing their brand. Uh, I think Cody has referenced uh, having them move to Monday night at some point, um, but he oh. was very very smart about it. He was like, but that's not going to be for a long time. I think he said like four or five years, because he oh. knows that you cannot just sign Hulk Hogan and be like, hey brother, we're the newest fucking attraction in the world. And, and, and we're going to dethrone the king. No, man. Like, you, you pay your dues, you work your way up, you gain viewership steadily, and then you say, okay, I think we're ready. You dip your toe, you give it a shot, you see what happens. You could get knocked on your ass, or you could land the KO punch. Who fucking knows? But uh, they're, they're, they're very smart about it. They are, they're, they're, they're dudes. Tony Khan knows business and wrestling. Um, Cody the Bucks and Omega no wrestling, uh, more so than, like, business. So, you know, their powers combined, and we have a pretty great show. So, this has nothing to do with AEW, but I wanted to, to mention this whenever we were talking about WWE and their steel products, and it popped into my head whenever Beef had mentioned, um, you know, not wanting the crowd to go sour and, uh, you know, have a repeat of, John Cena and have a repeat of Roman Reigns. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way off base, way off target on this. 
But why do we have Drew McIntyre defending his title against Randy Orton in this next event? So that's not official yet, but it's likely. Um, so why? It, it, is there really nobody else? Or is there a bigger picture that I'm not paying attention to? Well, so let me ask you this. Who else you got? He well, beat Seth. I, he beat Ziggler. Yeah, I don't they know. had to bring Zilder, Ziggler from SmackDown. Like, he's beaten, like, Andrade and Garza in, like, handicap situations. So, like, they, they've they devalued the mid card. He's beaten Lashley. Like, who, who else you got? Um... Doesn't that speak to that brand, though? Like, Yep, sure does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we've got nobody else. We, we've got nobody else to throw a Drew McIntyre. So once again, Randy Orton is in the title picture. But if, if McIntyre comes out over Randy Orton, it lends him even more legitimacy. But then... It goes back to Beef's point. Then what? Who else? The Ooh, return. The return. Well, the return. The yeah. return of uh, the big dog. Oh. No, no, he's he he he's gonna go back to SmackDown and take the title off of Bray again. Um, <sighs> yeah, plan on it. Uh, Survivor Series 2020. Um, the. the the, the scenario I see playing out is Orton gets the title from McIntyre, holds it to WrestleMania, Edge comes back, wins the title WrestleMania, um, and then, you know, does what every um, part-time champ do. Um, where he'll show up, he'll make defenses, but he won't be part of the product every single week. Um... Which is, you know, here or there. I mean, Moxley's doing it on 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 uh, on Dynamite, so you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and bash WWE for doing something that AEW is doing too. Uh, it it makes the title a hot commodity. Oh, the champion's gonna be on this week. Gotta watch the show. Um, but yes, I I think I think Orton takes the title and uh, and um, you know uh, has it intertwined with Edge at, at WrestleMania. Uh, which then leads to what's next for Drew. Uh, I think maybe we see Lesnar come back and they have like a a decent feud um, leading up to a Mania match, um, a proper Mania match where he can actually dethrone Lesnar, even though it won't matter much now that Lesnar's lost, you know, several times at WrestleMania. But, um, you know, I think I think that that's what they're going for. So we'll see. Uh, you know, Orton, as much as I want to sit here and hate on Randy Orton and say that he's dog shit and he's the worst, like he's a, reportedly was a terrible human being when he first came in. Sounds like he's earned his lumps. He's a vet. He's a seasoned professional. He's a great heel. He's a average face. Like, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I don't think. Man, that's... I don't know who's all on the rock, but it just—it seems like they have the potential to highlight some new, young, 
or young in the business of, of raw. That's not going to. That's not going to get the ratings wise. they want. We've talked about the ratings thing. Randy Orton gets ratings for people like it. Their new young talent is not going to do it. Like well, you know, that's no a name. Fair point. I mean that. That's we. Again, we keep coming back to the same issues. Like they're focused on ratings, so they're not going to build people who are not going to immediately draw right now. They don't play the long term. They don't play the long con. They want now, 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 right now. And that, that they play a very, what's going to get me the most right now? Damn tomorrow. What's going to make get get everything I want right now? And AEW and other companies play the long con, and it's a better product, and they're more successful over the long term. But wouldn't yeah, that make more we talked sense? About, we, we talked about the youth that AEW has and how good they're going to be for a good long time. Um, even, even the people that we laud in NXT are in the middle to the end of their careers. Like, there, there's not a, lot, not a lot of mileage left on some of these people that they're pushing, but they're doing it to compete and stay competitive with AEW, which may be all that matters at this point to them. What? Uh, all right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I, I believe that you're correct. Um, but I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be a, a fresher take to have a SummerSlam match like that's where you bring up Adam Cole and 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 Adam Cole's introduction to Raw could be a feud with Drew McIntyre. And if you want to get the belt off of Drew, set Drew and, and, and Lesnar up, you know, whatever. Why not put the belt on Adam Cole? Right from the get-go. Solidify because this dude as really the guy. This is the same guy who's putting Shotzi Blackheart out in the crowd and expecting us not to notice her. Or right, even worse, expecting us to notice her and be like, hey, look at this random fucking chica getting into it. Man, what, what a great product they have. What Such professional, much wow. Like, Adam Cole is not going to be anywhere near the main event when he comes to, 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 the, to the roster. And that, that's the bottom line. I don't think he's going to go to the main roster right now. Uh, honestly, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking. It makes the most sense for him to stay in NXT and continue to pad that product. There are still way too many, you know, yes, he's done it all in theory. First ever North American champion, um, you know, uh, longest reigning, uh, uh, heavyweight champion there. Yeah, he, he has done it all. What, what's left for Adam Cole to do, but better the product. And, and, and I think that right now that's very important. Well, that's all right. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. So I, I did have a, a, a quick hot tag trivia for you two. Um, and you guys can, can tag team on this if you want to. Um, Couldn't it, it, beef tag team it just like the old days. Oh yeah, dude. So I, I, I don't know what made me look this up or think of it um it, can't, it stemmed from somewhere oh i think i listened to a, a, a bruce pritchard podcast where they were talking about um diesel and his version of the power bomb and how you know it was different like that um which got me reading up on the power bomb 
Hmm. So one of the one of the versions of the power bomb that you don't really see as a finish very often is the gut wrench power bomb. And you know, for the I don't know who would listen to this show and not know who not know what a gut wrench power bomb. But you know, the gut wrench power bomb is you basically put their head down by one of your hips instead of in between your legs, lift them up, and then boom, you know, give them the old power bomb. Uh, when I think of the gut wrench power bomb used as a finisher, I think of Jack Swagger. Because right. for the longest time, Jack Swagger used the gut wrench power bomb as his finisher. Yep, before the, the ankle lock. Yeah, oh, jeez. How many people are we going to have to have do an ankle lock as their finisher? All of them. Um, <laughs> Same amount as the DDT. Yeah, all of them. Well, we need a submission move. Let's give him the ankle lock. Yep, yep. DDT and ankle lock. There's your, there's your creator wrestler. Oh. So, the man who did kind of make the gut wrench powerbomb famous was not Jack Swagger. It was a man who came before him. Yep. Name for me that wrestler and what that version of the powerbomb was called. That would be... I know this Andrew. one. Andrew. Tess Martin. Uh, no. No, 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 sir. Okay. I, I, I bet you I have a better guess. That would be Steve Williams, and that would be the Dr. Bomb. Mmm. That's Did a good point. Did you look that up? Nope. I remember that wow. because I remember watching well Steve. Done. I remember watching him, and I remember loving that move. Yeah, but wasn't the Dr. Bomb a sit-out powerbomb, though? Like, wasn't it gut-wrench to sit-out? Like, it landed in, like, him sitting, right? But it started as a gut-wrench. Yeah, so, I mean, it, the gut-wrench powerbomb, I guess, defined by um, our go-to knowledge base, which is Wikipedia, <laughs> apparently. Uh, the gut-wrench powerbomb can be finished either in... You know, a regular gut wrench throw down power bomb, a gut wrench fall down power bomb, where like a layout, you pick them up and then Which yeah, like a layout. Tested. Or it can be yes, or it can be finished in a sit down version, which is what Doctor Death did. Apparently, the gut wrench power bomb. It doesn't matter how you finish it; it's all the same thing. As long as you're picking it up, picking them up from the side, instead of having them, you know, in between your legs, picking them up. Dude, I remember a much younger me. Whenever I saw him do that move, I went, "Ooh." It, I don't know what it was. I think it was because of the visceral nature of a gut wrench. Mm -hmm. Like, made it just so much more like, holy fuck, you know? And didn't the, didn't the way Dr. Death do it, you know, a lot of, a lot of well, you know, let's face it. Uh, you know, wrestling is, is pretty much ballet, uh, violent ballet. So in a regular powerbomb, you have the person push off off the ground and, you know, sit up to kind of help that powerbomb motion go. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pooh, because you know a lot more, apparently, the Dr. Deaths than I do. Uh, Didn't the way that he kind of did his gut-wrench powerbomb, there really wasn't a whole lot of help it was like that a deadlift. the other wrestlers gave him. It was yeah, like, like a deadlift. He pretty much grabbed them, heaved them, and dropped them. There wasn't, you know, that you, there wasn't that obvious kick-up where you see a lot of wrestlers kick up into that upward position for the powerbomb to get ready to be slammed. He basically just grabbed the guy and just wrenched him up into the air. Again. Is that how he did it? Again, why that was such a brutal fucking move. Yeah. 
Like, and I, 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 uh, I, I always thought that I always thought that he should have had like a weird twisty pretzel submission move, but that move was just so ugly and brutal, just so ugly and brutal. Yep. But do we have any stump the chumps? We do not. Uh, I felt maniac is fearless. No, well, we felt the maniac um, because he. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He gave us because he he messaged me. He's like, hey man. Um, did you not get my stump the chumps? And I had to tell him, I had, no, ma'am, we, we aced him. We fucking killed both of them. Boom, boom. No problem whatsoever. But it was on the last episode. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's summertime, so, you know, maybe. Oh, were those on the last episode? Yeah. Ah, fuck. Uh, that was a really good, uh, really good stump the chumps for us to ace. What was it? Yeah. Can you tell the, the people was... what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Because I don't remember. Uh, I, what, I, I, I don't remember what it was. He did. He, I will, I will he threw. It was the king of the ring. He threw a hardball at us, and I'm, I'm honestly surprised that we pulled it out. And then there was um, a question about bragging rights. So the first one was uh, 1993 to 2002. King of the Ring was uh, one of WWE's pay-per-views. This gave us ten individual winners in that time span. Who were all ten of these winners? Which we na- not only did we name the winners, we actually were able to figure out the years that they won yeah, based did. on, you know, based upon it. And then um, the second question was in 2009, WWE visited the Steel City for its pay per view bragging rights. Who, what was the main event? Uh, who won and how did they win? Uh, we were able to parse together that Cena was in the, uh, the, the match against Randy Orton. Fucking surprise, surprise. Cena versus Orton in a 2000 uh, something pay per view. Oh, yeah. Um, with uh, Cena winning via STF, uh, breaking the 5-5 tie in an Iron Man match. I think I think Ransom was all over the uh, the, the ending there. So, yeah. Uh, great, great questions. And, 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 and we're so bummed that they are uh, lost to the, uh, to, to the abyss. So, thanks, Maniac, for challenging us. Uh, we, we answered your bell, but, you know, the world will never know. I would love to see see a statistic on how many times randy orton has been in a title match i mean i'm sure we could we could find you know it's very easy to figure out how many times randy was champion but i would honestly love this to to know how many times he was in a title match i wonder if he holds the record for being in the most most title matches wow that's an interesting not like not like tag team or intercontinental or anything that but like actual either wwe world title you know one of the big belts i'd be curious to see if he holds the record for that because i I bet he probably does by this point it's gonna be either him or cena but cena's been gone for a while and randy orton has been in the title picture at least a few times since cena has departed that's a good that's a good statistic and a good question don't hit us with that that maniac don't do it no you know what we didn't do uh we didn't thank the sponsors beef i'm gonna give you the honors get it steve dave i would like to thank sean tischler and uh, wrestledeals.com your 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 home for garage door sales uh oh wait no uh, no that's not a thing uh sean tischler and uh the support that he has given uh, iwc um, IWC had a very successful event last week at a drive-in. 
Uh, yeah, we have a, another event coming up at the Washington Wild Things uh, driving or, um, um, ballpark uh, called Baseball. Uh, oh. I don't have the date for that. So it's feasible that, you know, Clearfoot has that big old fairgrounds there or, uh, you know, that big old drive-in out, out, out 322. It's feasible that we could see IWC in some capacity in the fall at Clearfield again. I'm not trying to press any of Sean's buttons, not that he listens, but, uh, you know, um, it, it's c'est possible. Uh, we are, we... We are in a weird era right now, so we're all just kind of waiting and seeing. But, yeah, we uh, we can't wait for Clearfield to get IWC back and we can get our stupid faces up there and be all belligerent and stupid. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll be uh, as well, right house. As well, we want to thank uh, our very own uh, Tiger Bomb Tom and uh, his work as the casual gaming dad. Find him on Facebook, YouTube. Twitch, Casual Damon Gaming Dad, 85? 84. 84. Damn um, it. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll never get it. Um, Sponsorship revoked. Yeah, right. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's done a lot of great things. He has uh, he has all three current-gen systems now, so he's he's slamming through them, man. We got some Halo. We got some Mario Kart. We got some Last of Us. Um, Paper Mario, you know, you, the origami Paper Mario. Paper Mario, Yeah. You you never know what you're gonna get, so uh, yeah. Tune into Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook. Check out the Casual Gaming Dad corner on Facebook as well. Uh, he likes to post other uh, great streamers on there. Uh, check them out. Uh, huge shout out to Gold Gaming for some awesome shirts that I'm currently wearing. Uh, you can have them too oh. if you go to uh, Casual Gaming Dad shop, and uh, you can purchase one yourself. We don't care what you do with it; just buy it. You could use it for a dirt rag. You could use it for you know, uh, uh, fixing the oil on your car. You could use it on a flagpole. We don't care. Buy it. Heck, where is a t-shirt? Uh, what do you know? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, fifty nine ninety nine. You assholes. Oh. oh. 